Thank you for subscribing and listening to the CERT News Podcast. This episode of the podcast goes with the March issue of the CERT News that is located at www.unf.edu slash CERT slash newsletters. Faculty Spotlight. Using a two-camera capture streaming kit for enhanced video in specialized spaces. Dr. Lori Wright, Nutrition and Dietetics. As COVID-19 restrictions continued into the summer of 2020, Dr. Lori Wright, Associate Professor in Nutrition and Dietetics, needed to get her department's food science lab set up for recording video and live streaming classes. At the time, CERT was expanding the functionality of its video studio and investigating a number of new components. CERT course media developer Andy Rush met with Wright to give her a tour of the CERT video studio and to discuss how to consolidate essential items from the studio into a relatively small kit that could be used to record and stream food lab demonstrations to students. The setup needed to be relatively simple and shared among several nutrition and dietetics faculty. It also needed to generate high-quality content without being prohibitively expensive. Rush was familiar with the Food Science Lab and consulted with Wright to develop a list of recommended equipment for their use. It was clear that more than one camera would be needed to capture multiple views of the cooking process. As the equipment came in, Rush worked with the Nutrition Department CTEC to unbox and configure the equipment and provided training to users. The kit consists of two camcorders with tripods, a video switcher, a wireless microphone set, a small video recorder that saves video files to a USB flash drive, and the necessary cables to connect it all. The kit also comes complete with instructions. The basic setup of the food science lab consists of the camcorders positioned to get a standard front-facing shot of the chef in the food lab and another shot of the cooking mirror above the head of said chef. The mirror is set up to show a top-down view of food preparation and cooking. The two shots can be switched instantly with the video switcher, while the wireless microphone continuously captures audio. So camera 1 and camera 2 correspond with button 1 and button 2 on the switcher. Pressing those buttons will switch back and forth between the two shots. The video switcher can also support two additional video inputs for a total of four. If a device has HDMI output, it will work with the switcher. This allows faculty to use GoPro cameras, iPhones, iPads, or other mobile devices, or even high-end cameras like those used in the video studio for additional angles. We refer to these as magic boxes. Why? Well, that comes in the details on the equipment. The true magic box is the appropriately named Black Magic Design ATEM Mini Video Switcher. Not only can it take four video inputs, it can output those video sources and pretend it's a webcam. So instead of using the built-in webcam in your laptop or a USB webcam plugged into your desktop computer, the ATEM switcher will be recognized as a webcam input. Think of it as a four-camera webcam. Just select it as the video camera input in Zoom, Teams, Skype, or whatever program recognizes webcam inputs. A small little box with a big red record button 
takes the HDMI input out of the ATEM switcher and records to a USB flash drive. The two camcorders plugged into the magic box are the same ones that CERT checks out to faculty, the Canon HF800. The wireless microphone is the Rode Wireless Go, which is the easiest wireless microphone we've worked with and has great sound quality. And that's it. A portable studio setup with both live streaming and recording capacity that enables the virtualization of the food science lab. According to Dr. Wright, the setup has worked extremely well. The instructors have developed phenomenal virtual labs, and student feedback is excellent. Students report they are learning the material well and feel connected even in this remote experience. For those unfamiliar with the CERT Video Studio, it is a flexible space that can be quickly configured to record numerous types of media productions. It can support high-quality lecture capture, green screen recordings, virtual PowerPoint presentations, podcasts, and lightboard recordings. It can also support live-streamed webinars with multiple cameras. If you are interested in touring the CERT Studio or in learning more about the portable version, please contact CERT at certlab at unf.edu. This is Deb Miller, and in this edition of CERT News, I'd like to talk about things to keep from COVID. As the university plans for a return to more normal operations in fall, many of us are wondering how post-COVID teaching will look on our campuses. Will multimodal instruction persist? Will we continue to provide student and faculty support services online and in other flexible ways? How can we improve equity in digital access? How can we be better prepared for the next pandemic or similar crisis? These are big questions being widely discussed by national educational and professional organizations and within our state university system. The Innovation and Online Committee of the Florida Board of Governors is convening a planning work group to explore questions about the post-COVID normal, building greater resiliency and innovations or new practices that may be here to stay for a while. Closer to home, I'd like to suggest three practices instructors may want to keep in a post-COVID world in order to stay connected to students. Number one is keep using Canvas. Every course should have a published Canvas course site every semester. At a minimum, this can easily provide the course schedule, syllabus, and other important documents to students and establish communication channels for all modes of delivery. Students should be able to check their grades and monitor their own progress through Canvas. And students prefer sites that are well organized and in which important course materials can be found easily. The Center for Teaching and Learning at Penn recently surveyed students about what they want in a Canvas site and clear organization and course navigation was the most helpful feature. CERT provides a number of Canvas templates, including a simplified quick start template that can be useful in setting up course organization. Number two, use of instructional video. Most instructors created or found digital video content to replace their in-person lectures and demonstrations during the pivot to remote instruction. Digital video is easily distributed through Canvas and Studio provides opportunities for timeline-based communication and user analytics. Students appreciate the opportunity to watch instructional content online particularly when they can pause and revisit content they find challenging. 
See Patrick Colbert's recent piece on this topic, When This Is All Over, Keep Recording Your Lectures, in the Chronicle. And number three, use of digital tools for student feedback. Feedback that is clear, prompt, and specific improves learning and motivates students. Collecting assignments digitally via Canvas can make providing prompt and specific feedback more efficient. The Gradebook, SpeedGrader, and Rubric tools in Canvas can help you grade and manage student assignments and grades more efficiently. Use the SpeedGrader to annotate, leave feedback, and enter grades all in one screen. If you use a browser with the search recognition feature, you can record your feedback by talking into your browser. You can also provide audio and video feedback via the media contents feature. Adding rubrics to assignments can help make expectations clear to students and improve consistency in grading. It also provides an efficient way to give feedback in the form of ratings on various aspects of an assignment, and comments can be saved and reused. Another recent Chronicle piece, How to Give Students Better Feedback with Technology, provides advice on giving feedback and tips for leveraging technology to do so. For links to the articles and tools referenced in this piece, please see the email or web version of this edition of CERT News. And as we continue to move through 2021, please contact us with your ideas, problems, and specific questions. CERT is here to help you now and in the future. Four Tips for Managing Instructional and Remote Stress by Mitraz Garanik, Instructional Designer. It's been nearly a year since we engaged remote instruction and you've conquered 300 plus days of remote learning. That deserves a high five, virtually of course. Behind that accomplishment is likely a collection of lessons, tribulations, and self-growth. Abruptly transitioning a course online is stressful and continuing to pivot for this extended and uncertain period of time is draining. Couple that with social distancing, changing personal routines, and making sacrifices, it's no surprise that faculty continue to report significant increase in emotional drain and work-related stress since the beginning of the pandemic. A recent study from the Yale Center for Emotional Intelligence asked educators to describe the most frequent emotions they experienced since the COVID transition, and the top words were anxious, fearful, worried, overwhelmed, and sad feelings that are absolutely valid right now. Literally every single educator in the world is continuing to adjust their instruction, which means you're not alone, but it also means you're likely experiencing some degree of stress, which when not managed can lead to high blood pressure, decreased immunity, insomnia, and even changes to your brain matter that result in reduced cognition. Stress can also have adverse effects on the body's ability to fight off illness, as well as its immune response to COVID-19 vaccination. While I don't have a panacea for the pandemic or our remote teaching circumstances, I can offer some tips to help you cope with the current instructional circumstances, manage your stress levels, and avoid complete burnout. Tip one, keep it simple. A barrage of new instructional technologies arrived during the pandemic, many of which are indeed innovative and useful. However, keeping current with all of these technologies and fully understanding how to use them and teaching your students how to use them can be overwhelming and eat up precious planning and instruction time. In addition, students may not have access to reliable internet or equipment as seemingly simple as a laptop or webcam. 
While your instructional modality might require you to use technology such as Canvas or Zoom, that doesn't mean you have to use every single feature in these platforms. An effective and engaging course can be delivered through a simple minimalistic experience, which might very well be preferred over complexity and new technology by both you and your students. Whether you're teaching synchronously or asynchronously, there's a simple recipe for creating your course. You just need three ingredients. Instructional materials, such as your assigned readings, PowerPoints, videos, interaction and application of those materials, such as homework exercises, discussions, and assessment, your tests, exams, papers, presentations, projects. Specific components might vary across modalities. For example, asynchronous discussion boards versus synchronous discussions via Zoom, but the components are translatable and customizable, whether you're teaching fully online or with synchronous elements. Students will appreciate your consistency and you can add variety and instructional flair by mixing up your materials, interactions, and assessments throughout the semester. Keep in mind that simple doesn't mean uninspired. There are plenty of opportunities to weave in your personal style and invite student creativity. Tip two, keep it inclusive. The pandemic has invited us into our students' living spaces and remote learning has uncovered that technology access is not equal. While online learning offers flexibility, technology requirements can constrain learning. Optimal technology is not available to all students, making Zoom meetings and synchronous interactions frustrating if not impossible. Your students might not have laptops or webcams and internet connectivity might be comprised by slow bandwidth, which suffers even more when video is streamed or if it's shared by a household of digital learners. Strive to create equitable and inclusive activities that don't require webcams or tax internet bandwidth. Affording students with options also allows a more comfortable and less stressful space to formulate their thoughts and responses and to interact with their peers give students the option of turning on their webcams. Instead of making webcams a requirement, allow students to use what they feel comfortable with. This usually works best when you explain why you prefer students to join with their webcams. For example, you might say you wanna have a more humanized discussion while acknowledging varying comfortability levels. Use the chat and poll features for students to share their thoughts. This enables everyone to contribute and be heard unlike the Zoom vacuum that occurs when two or more people use their microphones. These low-tech options also allow you to check comprehension and collect data that can be revisited and used to inform future instruction and class discussion. Host a Q&A discussion board. Prompt students to post questions in a designated discussion board within your Canvas course. This space can function as a living FAQ where students go to find answers and ask new questions while reducing the number of emails in your inbox. You can also update this space with questions answered in emails and Zoom sessions to encourage students to use the discussion space. Support your students' mental health by using asynchronous channels. Students are also reporting increased levels of anxiety, stress, depression, and loneliness all of which are impeding their cognition and academic performance. Offering students opportunities to share their thoughts through asynchronous channels, such as discussion boards and online exit slips, allows them time to fully absorb and process new information before demonstrating comprehension or application of the material. 
This not only reduces performance anxiety when asked a question on the spot in a synchronous setting, it also affords a sense of acknowledgement and connection. Be proactive, not reactive. Conduct a click-through and read your course materials to ensure that everything is inclusive and accessible before receiving an accommodations request or email. While this does take some time, it'll alleviate you from panic and stress that comes with an unexpected notification. Keep in mind that CERT offers support lines for accessibility and other instructional considerations to help you with this. Technology considerations and mindfulness can create a more approachable and functional learning environment for all, while affording students with opportunities to engage with the content, interact with you and their peers, and comfortably demonstrate their learning. Tip three, keep in contact with your support lines. It's also important to ask for help when you feel overwhelmed or need a breather. This might be a trusted colleague, friend, or family member who will listen and provide encouragement. You also have a wealth of resources available at CERT to support your instruction and cheer you on. CERT Lab. You can meet one-on-one -on -one via Zoom or telephone with a CERT Lab representative who will help you click through the tools you're looking to use and learn. We can also put you in touch with staff who can assist with media creation and technology. Contact CERT Lab for support with the following. Using the tools and features in Canvas, creating and hosting Zoom meetings, setting up online proctoring, promoting course accessibility and creating closed captions, checking out equipment like laptops and digital cameras, developing and distributing surveys, creating videos, podcasts, graphics, and other media. You can email CERT at certlab at unf.edu, call us over the telephone at 904-620-3927, and hours of operation are Monday through Friday, 8.30 a.m. to 5 p.m., and Saturday and Sunday, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. You can also check out our website and CERT workshops. Instructional Design Team. Schedule a consultation with an Instructional Designer, or ID, to discuss your instructional strategy for the coming weeks or next term. Your ID can also help you create a course map that promotes you to think about the essentials for any course modality. We can also show you how to use an online course template that will save you time when building your course in Canvas. Keep in mind that a Canvas course is a vital tool for asynchronous, synchronous, and blended courses. Even if you're delivering the majority of your instruction via Zoom or face-to-face, -face, your Canvas course can help organize your instruction and serve as a hub for retrieving learning materials and submitting assignments. Reach out to your ID for more information about expanding your knowledge of online instruction, setting up your Canvas course, or to chat about your goals for your course. We love brainstorming with you and bringing your ideas to life in virtual and face-to-face -face environments. Tip four, keep in touch with yourself. I also encourage you to recognize when you feel overwhelmed. Teaching requires a great deal of cognitive energy and we are also being taxed physically and emotionally as we navigate virtual classrooms and the all too real pandemic world. It might serve you to pause and say out loud, I'm feeling overwhelmed right now, to prompt yourself to step back from what you're doing and take care of yourself. I know most projects are time sensitive, but giving yourself five minutes to step away and engage in mindful breathing, a nice body stretch, or a mindful walk can help to de-escalate a stressful situation. 
This way, you can return to your work with a calmer and thus more efficient you. Similarly, I hope you'll take time to recognize small wins and celebrate your accomplishments. One of my favorite pick-me-ups is acknowledging the three best things from my day. Such gratitude activities can make a positive impact on your mood, brain function, and overall well-being. So why not take a few moments and give gratitude a go right now? Although we're practicing social distancing and other COVID precautions, you are not alone. I hope you'll reach out to CERT and our instructional design team for your instructional needs and curiosities. And keep in mind, you've made it this far and you're doing a great job. Hello, I'm Dave Wilson, Associate Director. In this edition of Digital Thinking, I'm going to talk about using Zoom for student engagement. Since the university shifted to remote learning, the two most frequent questions faculty have asked me about teaching in Zoom are, how do I show a video during one of my lectures? And it's tough to lecture in Zoom. I often only see the cards with students' initials, and even with the webcams on, it's harder to get students to participate. How do I make a Zoom lecture more engaging? At the beginning of February, Zoom released a feature that allows you to share and play videos in a meeting. The video player has the standard video player features, play, pause, and a timeline to jump forward and backward, full screen, and volume controls. Sharing a video is just like sharing other content in Zoom. You click on the green share button, then click advanced, then video. You can browse to the files on your computer to find the video. The video must be in an MP4 or MOV file format. Um, if you have a different file format, we can help you convert it and insert. And it must be stored locally on your computer. With this feature, you can play a video segment for your class and then pause it for discussion. When we tested this insert, we were very impressed. When someone talks, Zoom automatically lowers the volume of the video. The artificial intelligence or AI-generated captions also work on the video. The share and play feature is only available in the latest version of Zoom. You should update your version of Zoom and ask your students to update their versions of Zoom before you start using this feature in a class. Making a Zoom lecture engaging cannot be solved with the feature. It is a more complicated issue. I encourage you to check out the Instructional Design Team's Best Practices page in the Academic Continuity page for tips and strategies for engagement. However, I would like to bring your attention to Zoom's polling feature. Zoom polls allow you to create multiple choice questions either before a scheduled meeting, which is what I suggest you do, or during a meeting. You start a poll by clicking on the polls button. You then select the poll you want to launch, and then you click the launch button. Zoom shows you a bar chart and updates it as your students respond. After students respond, you have the option to share the results of the poll with the class for discussion. You can download poll results, but know that you must turn on registration or authenticate users to get reliable student names and email addresses in the download. We encourage you to require authenticated users for this purpose, particularly for class sessions for which you will give participation points or other types of academic credit for the polling. Check out the new Zoom page on the CERT website for more information and help on using Zoom. If you have questions or would like help, please feel free to contact us. Thank you for listening. For questions or comments, please visit us on the web. Have a great day.